Hi, nursing students. It is November 9th. It's a Saturday morning. I'm on Central Campus. I just walked by the Central Campus Nursing Lab, and I was so happy to see so many nursing students in there um, working really hard. And it made me a little bit sad only because, you know, for some of us, we consider this a holiday weekend because the college is closed on Monday. But, um, you know, as a nurse, I worked so many weekends and I always kind of enjoyed working weekends and I never really minded working holidays and you know not just nurses do that you know people in other service professions you know firefighters police but you know people in all kinds of jobs have to work holidays and the weekends um, our uh, trash gets picked up on Monday and they will be working and their city employees or, or contracted to the city you know waiters and waitresses are working and everybody else who works at restaurants so you know it made me a little sad for a minute but i know that these you know these future nurses are going to be working a lot of holiday weekends and it makes me proud that they're here on a holiday weekend really practicing and getting ready for everything that's going on next week so the thing that's been rolling around in my brain for the last um, day or two is the topic of standards last week we talked about failure and I got some good feedback on that, and I appreciate everybody who made comments. This week, the idea of standards has been rolling around in my brain, and it's because of you know a few things that have happened and a few comments I've gotten. So it doesn't sound like a very exciting topic, but I really think that when you come to college, you don't have any really good preparation for how it's going to be, because it's a whole different life and a whole different way of you know, receiving education than you ever had before. And one thing that's really important is an understanding of standards. So throughout your life, you, definitely throughout your career as a nurse, but throughout your life, you're going to be subjective to differing sets of standards all the time. And being able to adapt to those standards is really important. It's a very important skill. And college can really help you gain that skill. So you are subjected to a lot of standards as a college student and as a nursing student. You know, the college has standards, your, your faculty have standards, the program has standards, and we have to have those. We can't change them arbitrarily for one or two people. We really have to have the same standard that is administered equitably, not equally, but equitably across our entire you know, college, our entire program, and for the individual instructor for the entire class. So some standards, for example, that the program has is our uniform, our standard for our uniform. Another standard we have is passing grades, what we consider to be passing grades. Some standards that are left up to your faculty members are the way that they grade or provide feedback on assignments, their attendance policies, their attendance uh, standards, timeliness standards, what their standard is on tardiness. So those are things that the individual faculty member can influence. You know, I'm going to use myself as an example. I do teach online at a private university, so I'm going to use some of my own experience, both as a student and an instructor, for some examples as we go through this. But first, I want to know if everybody knows, how do you know what the college standards are? 
Well, the way to know your college standards are to know how to access the college policies and procedures, but most importantly, you need to know your college handbook, the Broward College Handbook. And you need to be able to access the handbook that was in effect at the time you started here. You can get that from Broward.edu. Uh, if you need help, let me know. I'll help you. And how do you know what the program standards are, our nursing program standards, or any nursing program standards are? Well, you look at the nursing program student handbook. That tells you what the standards are. And some standards may have changed from the time you started. If you have questions about those, you just ask. How do you know what your instructor standards are? Ah, uh, I heard somebody far away say the syllabus. Yes, the syllabus is the instructor standards. The syllabus is the ruling document for your class. It's the most important document. It tells you what you need to know about the instructor standards. It's very important that you read the syllabus for your class thoroughly. It may look the same as every other syllabus. In fact, I hope it does in some ways because we, for our accreditation, should have a standard um, there's a standard again. We should have a standard format for our syllabus, syllabi. So it may look the same, but you need to read it. You need to read it, you know, top to bottom, <laughs> front to back, cover to cover, and really know because those are the ruling, that's the ruling document for your class, and those are the instructor's standards. All of us, all of your faculty members, all of your instructors in all programs, have gone through a lot of years of school and have been subjected to standards from instructors. We've all, as educators, been in the position to set standards, and many of us have changed our standards based on experience. And I know from my own teaching that a lot of times my students don't understand my standards. And even if I explain it to them, which I try to, you know, they don't agree. But that kind of doesn't matter because I'm the instructor. So I teach an online nursing research class for a private university. And I don't allow the students in my course to use internet sources, meaning they can't do web searches and come up with a source, a web page, or even a web article, no matter who it's written by, and no matter what the, um, I forget what that's called, but whatever the ending is, like if it's .edu or .net or whatever, I expect that my students are going to use library resources, articles from the library. They can be found through the online library, but I expect them to find library, journal, peer-reviewed scholarly sources. I know that right now the RN to BSN students are holding up their hands and shaking them at me in anger <laughs> because they're sick of hearing about that in their own program, I'm sure. But anyway, that's my standard. I teach the same class that there's probably 10 or 12 other sections going on and we all have the same discussion questions because you know discussion questions are kind of the hallmark of online classes we all have the same outcomes we all have these same assignments all of the instructors and some of the other instructors may not have the same standards i do for using for their sources but it doesn't matter i feel strongly that that's what the way it should be in a nursing research course so do some of my students get frustrated with that they sure do but I tell them what the standard is on the first day. I tell them in many ways what the standard is. And then I give them some examples. And usually by the second or third week of the 10-week class, they kind of are like, oh, I'm not going to get high scores if I keep using these internet sources. So they kind of come around. I've been in that same situation myself as a student. 
I can't remember if it was my master's or my PhD because they kind of run together, but I did them online. And I remember clearly one instructor, not my favorite instructor, who demanded three peer-reviewed sources cited in reference for each discussion post. Now, if you've ever taken an online class, you'll know that that's a lot for a discussion post. But you know what? That's what she wanted. And I soon figured out that in order to get the grades I wanted, I needed to use three peer-reviewed scholarly sources cited and referenced appropriately in my posts. I had some classmates who fought that the whole time. I didn't fight it. It was a six-week class. By week two, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be using three sources. That's what she wants. Boom, three sources. Was it a pain? Yeah. Was it different than many of my other instructors wanted? Yeah, but that was her standard. And it kind of did serve me well because I got really good at finding sources. So we've all been there. We all understand the standards. You may not agree with the standards, but that doesn't mean that you can just ignore them. I've heard a few times this week the idea that I'm paying for this service, so I shouldn't have to be subjected to that standard. Unfortunately, paying for a service, paying for a class, paying for a product, paying for for an experience doesn't mean that you don't have to follow a standard. It doesn't mean it in education and it doesn't mean it in other areas. So for example, um, a few weeks ago, I met a friend at a movie. She wasn't there and she wasn't there and she wasn't there. And I was like, what is going on with you? Like text her, where are you? She texted me back. I had to run back to the car. I'll be there in a minute. She came in with her regular purse. They wouldn't let her bring it in. We've gone to that movie theater. I don't know. She goes more than me, but a lot of times she's always brought a purse. They wouldn't let her bring it in. She was really upset. She paid for the movie. She had a choice. She could walk out or she could stay for the movie. That's their standard that they didn't allow the bag. So it's that way with everything. Just because you pay for something doesn't mean you don't have to meet the standard. That's why you have the drop ad period. Because if you don't like what the syllabus says, I guess, um, you can drop the class before the end of the drop ad. I don't know. So what should you do if you disagree with the standard? What should you do if you feel like this is ridiculous? This instructor's tardiness policy is ridiculous. This instructor's attendance policy is ridiculous. Like, what, what if you disagree with that? Well, this is education. So honestly, you don't have a lot of recourse. If you're truly being treated poorly, then you need to courteously and kindly and civilly discuss that with your instructor. If you don't feel like that goes anywhere, you go up the chain. The next person is the associate dean. But if you just don't agree with the standard that the faculty member has set, then what you need to do is think, can I do this for the next however many weeks, eight weeks or 12 weeks or 16 weeks or whatever the course is, or do I need to drop this class before the end of the drop ad period? But honestly, your best course of action is to know that there's likely a reason for that standard. And the best thing you can do is do your best to meet the standard. What do you do if you can't meet that standard? Or if you don't, I mean, meet that standard. So for instance, 
Say that the you don't get a passing grade on the test. Say that you miss the test, you miss a passing grade by a tenth of a point or a point. What you need to do is follow the syllabus. Does the syllabus say to meet with your instructor? Then you need to meet with your instructor. Does the syllabus say you need to do this? Then do it. And then you need to realize that you didn't meet the standard and that fighting it, that being rude about anything, that being discourteous is not going to help you. If I don't meet a standard, am I mad? Yes. If I get a bad grade, am I mad? Yes. And I fully support yelling and screaming and crying or whatever and being mad. But it doesn't serve you well to fight it. Um, it does serve you well to learn from it and move on. What if you? What about a standard like tardiness? What if you don't meet the standard? So in my online classes, I have a penalty for late submissions up to a certain point. And that is actually guided by the current university that I teach for, but in a previous university I taught for, the individual instructor could determine the late penalty. And here's what I always told my students and continue to tell them. If you're late with an assignment, one assignment is probably not gonna make or break you. So if you're late to a class time and the instructor says, you have to wait till a break to come in or or something and it's a one-time thing we're all gonna have stuff that happens you know what just accept that this is what happened do what you have to do to get the information and move on but if you're you know the the when the people it's gonna hurt are the people who are continually not meeting the standard but not meeting the standard one time is probably not going to make or break you in a class but I think it's really important to understand that these are not standards that are arbitrarily assigned. Most of the time, they're based on experience and in the best interest of everybody involved. And if you can kind of get in your head, this is the standard I have to meet for this program, for this college, for this instructor. I think you're really going to help yourself when you get out into the workplace. And I'd be really interested to hear feedback from the R and BSN students who are already out in the workplace. I just happened to get a phone call this morning from my niece, who is a new nurse. She graduated in May, but didn't start a residency program until September. So now we're in, you know, the middle of October, close to the middle of, I mean, middle of November. So she's been on the job for I would say about six weeks and she's working full regular nights now she was flipping back and forth because of classes but now she's in on nights and she called me on her way home this morning and she just wanted me to talk to her about a few things and I asked her some questions and she said it's just so different than school like they have their own policies that I didn't really understand would be so different from school guess what different standards so we talked a little bit about just you know, understanding those standards and knowing what those standards are and following those standards. It's going to be a fact of life for you for the rest of your life. So, how do you know what the standards are? The college, it's the college handbook. For the program, it's the program handbook. For your class, it's the syllabus. The syllabus is the ruling document. You should know your syllabus backwards and forwards. It's very important. What should you do if you don't agree with the standard? You can have a professional, courteous, civil conversation with your faculty member. 
If you need help from the associate dean or the dean, we're here to help you have that conversation, not change it for you. What should you do if you don't meet the standard? Accept that there's going to be times when you don't meet the standard. See what you need to do to meet the standard the next time and move on. So I hope you guys have a great weekend and week. We are so close to being halfway through this term, which is just our halfway through this session, which is amazing to me. And for the RNWSN, so close to the end of the term. I hope you guys have a great week. You know that I'm always thinking the best for you, that I'm always praying for you, and that I'm always sending positive thoughts.